you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. The all speedo edition of the DMP. Cool. <laughs> David. Football. Football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, sports fans. I hope all's well wherever you are here in Studio 66. Guess what? It's June. That's movie season. Indeed. It's a, you know, listen, there's football-ish, and we can talk about some football if you, if my guest uh, to my immediate left wants to do that because I'm a generous host. I'm willing to do that. But you know what? In June, it is uh, really the most important sport, even including baseball, because baseball doesn't really matter mm. until the end of summer, is the movie race and who's winning the box office, all that. So no better time to bring back. In fact, it's been far too long since his last visit here in Studio 66. One of our very favorites here, one of our favorite fellas on the Adam Carolla show. Certainly, you know him from that one. It is Bald Brian. What's the poop, fella? How's it going? Thanks for having me. Can I say, first of all, big fan? Oh, isn't that nice to hear unsolicited? Very nice of you. Yes, I'm a big fan of yours as well and always have been since our days together on the Adam Carolla radio show right. back in 2006, um, at which point you were already bald. True, and you right. bestowed the nickname on me of Bald Brian. People ask me, like, how'd you well, – it's a silly question. How'd you get that nickname? I have no hair. But uh, who gave you the nickname? I said, no, not not Mr. Adam Carolla, Mr. Dave Damashek. That's right. I think we've told that before, but I'll tell it again now. He was uh, – you were trying to make time in a bar in San Diego. <laughs> I was making time. You were trying there, to make – There wasn't There wasn't much – there wasn't uh, trying. Oh, look at that. Look at the – he knows when he's got when he's got another on the hook. He knows how it goes. There's a young lady who was showing interest. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you hit the sound effects on the Adam Carolla show. Oh, girls, guess what? I think I hit Pater. Texting her mom. Oh, we're gonna be rich. That's right. Texting wasn't a thing back then. But anyway, she was she was swooning. That's right. But then I but then I uh, leaned in because I was trying to help them, you know, because sometimes it's hard to know what to talk about when you're just meeting another person. So I thought uh, every man, no matter how strong the game, needs a good wingman. Right. And so a conversation starter I <laughs> and I had you would be like, because in case you need a story to tell or something like that, I said, tell her about the time that you went bald. You know? Yeah. And, and then unsolicited. It didn't work out. It wasn't like, hey, this is my friend, Dave. <laughs> No, that's that a wingman knows when it's <laughs> when, the right when time to, to jump, jump in. in. The opportune time. Um, so anywho, bald Brian. Yes, sir. How are you? I'm great. I love you're absolutely right. I love that there's seasons. I'm a huge football fan, fantasy football, all that stuff, but that's for the that's for the fall. It's for the fall and bleeding into the winter. It's summer. It's summer, it's the movie season. I the NBA playoffs, you know, my team's in the finals, but it's turning out to be not quite a uh, not quite as competitive at at the at the time of this taping, not quite as competitive as we all hoped. So uh, we're on to uh, summer movie season. Well, I will say, again, you can hear Bald Brian every day on the Adam Carolla show along with Gina Grad and, uh, you know, it, 
Adam Carolla. Of course, yes. I think I need to say that, but I just did say that. But then also, Dave Damashek on there. Good sports. That's right. Every day uh, they hear the Adam Carolla show, you'll hear Dave's voice yapping for, you know, a a nice segment. Better for worse. Game of sports, game game of life. What? Right. (laughs) Okay. Well, usually better. I'm with you Was it not obvious it's usually better? I don't know. Well, yeah. Usually no, I, better. 51% of the time. Sometimes. Better. <laughs> some of the time. Yeah, that's true. Hey, uh, also plug your uh, your other movie, uh, Ken. Yes, we talk about movies on the Film Vault once a week. It's a movie show. It's uh, me and uh, Anderson, formerly of Loveline, and uh, we have very opposite movie tastes, so you're going to get a very wide variety of movie takes. All right, I want to talk about Solo. I want to talk about Infinity War. I want to dig into, because you guys do great categories on the Film mm-hmm, Vault, mm-hmm. a category that we came up with here, and Spaghetti has done a fair amount of work on, is what? What's the best party mm. in a movie ever? We'll talk. Oh, yeah, I want to. We'll get into. I want to know more about that. All right, I want to know more about. Okay, and of course we'll do what Paul Bryan does every time that he comes in here. One of our favorite things: actor redundancies. This has become our thing. People love the actor redundancies. I love the actor redundancies. I guess the one, the two that I always point out, or three really, the three best are uh, the guy who plays Billy in Forty Eight Hours and in Predator. Mm. Dies shirtless while he's hold, holding a big Bowie knife, and and the character's name, like you said, is Billy in Billy both films. That is an incredible redundancy. Kevin Spacey depicted in not one but two movies by a police sketch artist mm-hmm. in Seven the and The Usual Suspect. That's right. I got a whole list here, and including three, Keanu Reeves. His backstory. Uh-huh. In two movies is that he was an Ohio State quarterback mm-hmm. who took the Buckeyes to a bowl game. Mm-hmm. People, uh, Those are my favorites. People send us some on the social we'll media. We'll get to them. We'll get to them. But I, I may, dare I say, one of the most mind-blowing you'll ever hear. I can't wait to hear this one. Yeah, you've said that this is I, the best one When yet. I, when be I came across this one, oh boy. Let's do this real quick. And Spaghetti and Emma VP, I'm interested in your thoughts on this as well. P, I forget who it was, and I really should honor that guy who floated it. But uh, it's a new thing. It seems like over the last couple of months, people on Twitter are like, here's the thing. Now everybody weigh in on this. The best thing ever. This is the best sports movie by sport. Let's start with football. Oh, boy. I should have prepared for this. I have no no, no prep. All right, but you know what it is. Okay. Yeah. You're asking me for my my favorite or the greatest. Um, It could be different. Let's go with your favorite. Okay, good. Um... My answer is all the right moves, by the way. Friday night, Friday night Lights, maybe? That's a fine answer. I like that it's it's a little gritty. It's it's not the, the glossy, you know, Any Given Sundays, which is fine. It has a place in the world, but I, I prefer uh, the uh, Any the Given The one movie. I don't get is, and a lot of pro football players, guys who are in the league right now will tell you that the uh, that the uh, Any Given Sunday, that the Pacino picture, that they love that one. Oh, it's so accurate. It's so good. It's To me, it's garbage. But all right, I, I, you know, I'll defer to them. Spaghetti. Uh, Rudy, easily. No. Oh, yeah, he's a, well, he's a Notre Dame. Can't be a Notre Dame. Okay. So, well, I, he's a Notre I know, Dame. you're a, sorry. You know what's a weird thing in movies, actually, Bald, that I noticed? How many times in history— Rudy is a good movie. Let's, let's, I'm not talking about it. summoning a Beethoven or, uh, or, or, or something like that, but how many times has a, <clears throat> an instrumental that I assume—I really should look this up—that was created specifically for a movie score mm-hmm. is used in two movies— as that dun 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 well that's not a bad that's a bad representation. Can you think of one specifically? Rudy and Hoosiers use that use that same instrumental. Oh. Dun 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 Can you hum that spaghetti? I remember the I don't know which one you're talking about. It's the music. There's a ton of iconic scores. I was gonna say I don't think it's the same song, but I think it's incredibly sound alike. It's just sort of sports music. I don't like when you come in here and start with your with your I will say to answer your question. That is it's the same not, it's not a sound alike. It's the exact same music. It is very, very, very common for movie soundtracks and scores, I should say. Scores to be used from well-known movies in uh, subsequent movie trailers for other movies yeah. because the soundtrack is off the score is often the last thing to be recorded and it's not ready in time for the trailer. Huh. So you'll hear the rock for years. The rock score would pop up in trailer after trailer after trailer and be like, well, there's the rock, there's the rock. And, and because that was a great, you know, action soundtrack that, uh, you know, worked for a lot of movies. That's funny. I didn't know that. See mm-hmm. movie insights there, but the, it's a, it's a dun, 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 I think, dun, I think you're going too fast. When it, they no, do the montage, like... when they do the montage and the Hoosiers team is beating the in the first round or two. I've never seen it. D- wow, oh boy. I don't like sports. I don't really like sports. Oh movies. no. 
Dark saw. Days on the day of the other <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm, I don't mean to, to. Never saw the movie Hoosiers. I respect your alma mater, but I did not see the movie. Sorry. The great thing. Well, it's not about. Indiana not my University. alma mater, but. Isn't it about Indiana? It's about Indiana High School. You know so school. little about the movie that you don't know that it's about a high school I just team? assume Hoosier. I don't know. The great MVP, thing, have you seen Hoosiers? Some of it. Oh the great God. thing about Hoosiers <laughs> is it's a period piece that's set in the 1950s, so it'll hold up. It's not like it's a movie about the 1980s made into the 1980s and it seems silly today. It's about old-timey stuff, so it, it still holds up. And the reason that I always hold Hoosiers up in such high esteem, high esteem who was it recently? It wasn't you who told me that The Natural is overrated, is it? No, uh, I did say it was slow, though. And I love that. I own, I own that on DVD, but it is admittedly by today's natural- standards slow. The reason The Natural is great with a big-time star in Robert Redford and Hoosiers is a bunch of nobodies in it outside of Hackman and I mean the Dennis team, Hopper and I mean Barbara, I mean the kids, I know, but I'm not talking about yeah, the kids yeah. in the movie. Say they what they Chelsea have in Ross. Is, they look when they shoot the ball. Who's Chelsea Ross? Uh, he's the he's the he the pitcher in uh, in uh, Major League. He's one of those guys, one of those great actors. The the, the, the guy used to spitball, you know, with the with the got a bar. Oh, that's saw. Chelsea yeah, Ross in Major and League, and he was the the the, the adversarial dad in uh, or or the the townsfolk. That guy, yeah, he's the he's one. I told guy. you once we got rid of him. Up, up yours, Joe Boo. Yeah, up yeah, yours, yeah. Joe Boo guy. Yeah, the yeah the uh, junk pitcher, the junk ball pitcher. Yeah, that's right. Got some bad to see. That guy is never Little jalapeno up my nose. That guy. It must be a weird thing. Like I would want to obviously make the money that Chelsea whatever is. I believe made. his name. I'm ninety percent sure it's Chelsea Ross. That guy has ha- had some run. But it came with the asterisks that you're always the bad, unlikable guy. Yeah, he, so it's prob- like there's a- he was probably a really nice guy in real life. What wouldn't that be weird though? Like, man, you, there's just something yeah. about you when we point a camera at you that just intrinsically makes you unlikable. That's the JT you- Walsh corollary. It's like you're gonna have a 30 year run in Hollywood. You will work every year and be in huge movies. You're going to be the bad guy every time. Who's J.C. Walsh? J.T. Walsh. Oh, J.T. Walsh. J.T. Walsh. I'm slurring my words, but J.T. Walsh, one of the all-time great you know, uh, character actors slash bad guy in every role he played, but uh, you know, he he's worked. J.T. Walsh also is the uh, is in um, – yeah, he's he's great. It, it was He's dead, right? He passed he away a while five, ago. Eight years ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he um, is great in The Grifters. He's great in everything. He's great in uh, the uh, – Pleasantville and any number of movies where he's the heavy, you know. But you're right; he's always the bad guy. Yeah. It's a weird thing. Hey, I'm a millionaire, and the only price I had to pay was being hated by countless millions of people together. And, and not to drop a name, but an example of a fellow that you and I both know and like uh, who does the same thing: Larry Miller. Always casts the smarmy yeah. jerk. You know, he he's always a little uh, smarmy is a great word for it, but nicest guy, yeah, nice guy to want to meet. MVP. If I were an, a, a character actor, what would be the recurring thing that I would get cast as? Like a would I be a best buddy? Would I be the handsome leading man? Praying sports aficionado. Some kind of like annoying friend who, <laughs> who ends up like causing problems in the relationship, probably. Yeah. Like his friend's relationship. You agree with that, Spaghetti? You know who you could be is the in the new uh, movie Tag that's coming out with uh, with Ham is uh, the not Hannibal Burris, not Ed Helms, the other guy, Jake Johnson. That's like that's yeah, yeah, yeah. a U2 What a funny thing that you would the say. The guy that. we can't remember the name of. Yeah. The guy, <laughs> but you know what's funny about that is though is that um, uh, about six years ago, doing this very show in this very room. Uh, the guy who preceded you in that chair, MVP, Black Tie, got Jake Johnson on specifically because he said, let's cast the Dave Damashek football program movie in advance, and the star of the movie will be Jake Johnson as Dave Damashek. And we got Jake Johnson <laughs> on the phone, and he was delightful and a great football fan, too, by the oh, way. How about loves, that? loves the Bears, if I remember correctly, and a funny guy. And. Works with David Feeney, who now uh, ah, David all Herbach. comes full circle. Yeah, on the, a new girl. See, so, showbiz. So we're man. 15 minutes into the show and we've covered one movie category. All right, <laughs> here we ball. go. Here we go. We still doing this. We have so MLB much to talk about. You have a favorite football movie. We have so I'm much. I'm gonna to go talk with about. Little Giants. Oh Christ. Yep. <laughs> Becky the Icebox O'Shea. Am I right? She has NFL in her email address. <laughs> um, I, you know what? I'm with Bald. We don't have to do this. What, for, for, whose, uh, for whose pleasure are we doing Something this? Something you, you texted me literally in the last two hours. That, that's how Dave, these are our pre-production uh, meetings. Dave says, here's something I want to talk about. See you in 90 minutes. And it was uh, things that happen in movies that don't happen in real life. Wait a second. 
Uh, I'm sorry, you do a show with Adam Carolla. Is that Adam Carolla, the (laughs) king of production meetings? That's why I'm so good. (laughs) I studied at the Nia Carolla. That's right. uh, uh, Carolla's. uh, They can improvise everything. One of his great. Ah, you know, you know who needs uh, pre-show prep and needs bits and segments planned Uh, before you do them. People who have nothing to say. There you go. An indictment right. of every anyone show prepares, in history outside of the Kardashians. Every show in history. <laughs> you know who needs that? People have nothing to say. All right, things that happen in movies that don't happen in real life, a subject uh, suggested by Dave Damashek. Your example was, was uh, judges, right? What is this? Judges in movies are often, or in fact, maybe in 99% of every movie depiction of a, of a, um, of a courtroom, the judge always warns one or the other attorneys, uh, careful counselor. Watch it, counselor. You're on a very short leash. <laughs> That's right. No one ever does, does that. Has that, that ever, ever happened, happened once? Yeah. There's got to be lawyers in the building. Wait, what do you this mean? NFL, for Why? God's sake. There's got to be a floor full of lawyers. Why, there. Judge? Why am I? What do you mean? Why am I on a very short leash? I'm trying to make my case. What are you talking about? I don't understand. Yeah. My version, so my example, and this drives me nuts. We On the Film Vault, we've done a couple episodes dedicated to movie pet peeves, and this was my number one pet peeve on the first time we ever did it, which is the line of dialogue, and you'll hear it all the time. It drives me insane, which is, Dave, you're my brother. No one has ever said to their sibling, "You're my brother." That is the laziest bit of writing, the worst possible, expo- the worst possible expository dialogue. Oh, is there any other way to illustrate the word "brothers"? How about, "Hey, how's mom doing? You talked to her recently." That was a nice way. Oh, that's clever. I thought of that in two point two seconds. I thought you were saying late in a movie, claiming somebody that oh. a pair who's been through a lot, like typically we're now brothers. Typically, I'm, I'm no, I'm referring to the expository dialogue. I got the lazy expository dialogue of Dave. You're my brother. We've been well, through a lot. that reminds me of <laughs> at the end that? of a movie. <laughs> what if your sibling said that to you, Dave? You're my brother. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I sure am. <laughs> my sister Debbie. <laughs> da- Dave, uh, as my brother, I was. What would be weirder? If yes, De- sis- if, if, yes, sister Debbie. If yes. Debbie said that to you, if, if she started a line of uh, dialogue with you with that, or if she asked you what year it was. Which is what time travelers do in the movies, and no one ever reacts like you should. Which is a crazy person. There's an insane person on the loose. Who do I call? What year? What year is it? Well, well I like. Let I me like answer your question normally. Movies you may have noticed often pair people together who who don't really make sense together. This is a uh, as siblings. No, or just, just as you know, uh, Lethal Weapon, uh-huh. uh, oh, yeah, Forty Eight yeah, Hours, yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the end yeah. of of the tale, at the end of this saga, and they emerge together, and now they've uh, there's they've, a grudging respect. They've become they, they've <laughs> they've learned to respect right. each other. Here's a big one: is that you see is, uh, um, uh, so you're yeah. walking to the door. We, we've gone through a lot together. We've gone sure. through a lot together. Like goodbye. Okay. okay. See you down the line. Oh, and Brian. Yeah, Dave. Thanks. <laughs> then, but that went on for 30, 40 years. Yeah. Then movies became informed by movies, and they realized, okay, that's been done too much. So then they updated, but they all make the exact same update, which is when I say Brian this time, right. do the same thing, yeah. turn around and say, yeah, Dave. No, I, oh, no, no, I, no. I, I, no, you do it to me. You do okay. it to me. That's, that's how we do it. Yeah. Here we go. Now you go like, oh, and Dave. Right. And don't and don't yeah, follow okay. it yeah, up. Yeah, like, yeah. all right, Brian, we've been through a lot. You're a, you are one crazy guy. But you know what? At the end of the day, there's no one I'd rather have by my side. Hey, you're not so bad yourself. All right, take care. Hey, Dave. I know, Brian. <laughs> I know. That's that one. Yeah, that's you right. Know? Cut him off because the audience knows, so you got to know. You know, you've the characters seen enough movies. The other one that I uh, that I come around to all the time on this is. Cops, it, when there's a crime scene, right. they get into big arguments all the time when the Fed show up or the state popo shows up or whatever. Like, careful, this is my crime yeah, scene. What a jurisdiction, Doc. Who told, well, this is my jurisdiction. Any cop I know would be like, please take it. I'm out of here. This is months worth of paperwork. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm You're going to solve this. Whoa, just in time. I, I almost <laughs> have to start filling out the paperwork. But you want this? There, here you go. All yours. Take it. I'll be at the bar, man. Yeah. I'll get, you can call me, wait, man. Wait, Better wait, yet, wait, don't wait, call me. Wait, what's your name? Who cares? <laughs> what are you? Oh, well, well that's my crime scene. <laughs> a lot of proprietary uh, you uh, you know, thoughts over crime this seems, scenes. This seems like a major hassle. 
<laughs> this isn't so much something that doesn't happen in real life, but maybe if it were to happen in real life, it would be absurd. Whenever there's the monster movie with Godzilla or something like Jurassic Park or whatever, there's always the one gigantic footprint they're standing in, and it's like, did this giant monster hop? Is there only one footprint for a reason? Or this monster presumably walk on two legs and there's another footprint like 10 feet away? Like it's always one <laughs> footprint. And this giant monster's hop down the street. <laughs> yeah. Why the one footprint? Yeah, they were doing the triple jump. They yeah. were working out for the That's Olympics. Right. Yeah. He left no You have to go seven blocks down to find the next footprint there. This a million ton monster left one footprint. It's also become something, I think the first time we saw it was in um, Empire Strikes Back, mm. is that it turns out the, the Millennium Falcon the whole time has been inside a gigantic, gigantic right, beast. Right, right, And it starts to rumble. Oh, they fly. Oh, we've been inside a beast this whole time. I think we've seen a little bit too much of that over the ensuing 30 years mm. of, wait a second, what is this thing? Like, yeah. Pokemon, like it's a giant it's creature! <laughs> they never knew it was yeah. the whole time, right? And here we are. They slept next to it the whole time. <laughs> presumably there'd be some sort of smell yeah. inside this <laughs> living being that's eating, presumably, from the same hole you yeah. flew into. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah the, 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 the eating age might call for <laughs> the, the beast at some point. Any yeah. others? No, nah, nothing good. I don't like the knife swing when, you know, whenever they, they, they stab somebody or, God forbid, you know, anything but metal, you get the knife swing, you know, it's through the air. Swing, swing, swing. Oh, yeah. They stab somebody. Swing. I also, yeah, as far as that goes. That only makes metal on metal. Movie bad guys, mm. you know, who have to guard stuff, have a, have a collective narcolepsy problem. Mm. I mean, it. I mean, there's so many capers that hinge on either the bad guy who's standing watch outside the door or the security guard at the bank or at the wherever right. the big right, heist right, is right. going down falls asleep. Oh, Dave. We've got to fix that, man. This is like, timely, man, because on the Film Vault this week, literally tomorrow, we'll be recording Top 5 Incompetent Criminals. Really? That's our topic this week. If you have any suggestions, lay them on me. Let but, me think uh, about There's some that. good ones out there. The, the Coen Brothers movies are full of them, you know, Fargo sure. and whatnot. Um, but uh, there's, some, there's some very good ones out there. In fact, I'm going to lay one on you right now that's uh, competing for a spot in my top five. That I, I looked at it, and I was like, no. Nah. I'm like, eh, he's kind of incompetent. Mm-hmm. Vincent Vega from Pulp Fiction. Now you might think, well, he seems like a competent. Oh, no. He's sent to Bruce Willis's apartment to wait, wait for him. He knows he's going to be showing up. What does he do? Leaves his gun on the counter and goes to take a, a dunk. One. Yeah, that's a great That's one. incompetence. Yeah. And he shoots Marvin in the face. And uh, the, the, he takes the boss's wife out just to show her a good time and ends up getting her high in his own stash. And, overdosing. And he's the worst criminal I ever made. And were it not for her OD, he would have made time with her. See? Especially in spite of... Yes. In spite of the warnings that his partner gives him at the outset of the picture and th- himself talking to the man in the mirror, don't do this, don't do this, you know where that was headed if not for the OD. And you could also make the argument that he failed to clear the, the, the initial apartment of, of the shooter, Alexis Arquette, who was hiding in the back with a hand cannon. You know, they, they, they avoided getting shot by the grace of God. Of course, you know, they intervened and uh, you know, changed Jules' life. But uh, they didn't clear the apartment. They just walked right in and did their business while the guy was waiting for him with a gun. Eye-opening. I want to think about this a little bit. I, I, they're Incompetent. I mean, I think number one is going to be it'll be a little anticlimactic if you make it Bond. Uh, there villain. are so many, yeah, the Bond villain because they. I mean, know, Austin Powers. How many times around those? Yes. Movies. How many times is James Bond in their in their clutches and you know they they fumbled? Yeah. Just kill him, you know. Yeah. You don't have to. It doesn't have to be an elaborate uh, torture plan That's for right. him. And in fact, it never involves any pain along the way, which you would think would be the main objective. If yeah, you exactly. say, "I'm going to," I'm gonna. It, it wouldn't be some elaborate scheme that ultimately just uh, results in immediate death. Mm. Like in Goldfinger, though, that would have hurt. That would have hurt for a while, at least. That that, that, that was the. That's the when laser. the laser yeah, yeah, crawls up the table and was going to go right through his legs right. and then on up. Split him in half, yeah. Yeah, like once it gets to your unmentionables for or for Demond's unmentionables. Say, the, the instant, yeah, the instant it makes. Con- contact with you know I don't think, I don't know that that would induce immediate death but maybe shock yeah you probably have to get up to your heart to get you know to die. I would imagine sternum level because at that point you're bleeding out pretty good next uh, next subject uh, like we talked about there a couple of months ago spaghetti MVP and I started talking about parties in movies and what's the one party we started a bracket but everybody else was putting out their brackets and some of you guys out there listening bracket were responding more like hack to it, it. sorry I, that's why we did it that's right. it's not hacky I, I get it listen 
if I started something, I'm not saying that the world became aware of me doing it, but to my knowledge, mm-hmm. I am the first person on the old sports contraption uh, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania radio show that I did when I did a bracket of 64, a movie villains, and then Mr. Sheldrake came in and was the ring announcer to call Magneto versus Johnny from Cobra Kai okay. and all the rest of the matchups there. That was difference-making, first of all, to have the fight play-by-play. But beyond that, I don't know anybody else who's doing brackets about things other than what was happening in basketball March Madness. Sure. Now everybody under the sun does it, but does it it's still wrote. make me hacky? Right. Yeah. Am I? But am I? Okay. It's. I, I'm, I'm way off the subject. I want to hear about the parties. I want to know what the criteria is for determining these parties. Is the, the party, party you'd most want to attend? You'd, that's the party. So it's not the okay. The party you'd most want to attend. Spaghetti. To your recollection, what was number one? What were the best ones that we came uh, down? Some of the one seeds were God, the party in Godfather. One of the Godfather parties. Yes. One. It's got to be the opening wedding, right? The, the yeah. opening wedding. It's a pretty good uh, one. We had that. We had – was it Animal House? Was Animal one, House, Tonga one Party. Yep. Um, the uh, Snoop Party in Old School. Old sure. School. Yep. Mitchell Palooza. correct. Was, was, was Daisy and Confused the other one? Oh, seen? yeah, the de- the uh, beer bus in uh, – yeah. What do you mean? Uh, yeah. Just a bunch of beer. I kn- Yeah, right. What is, what is at that party for Dave Damashek? Aside from – Underage girls, not for oh, me. Okay. Those are not for me. <laughs> Imagine you're of high school age in this scenario. Yes, that's right. That was an that was yeah. a, a an important caveat. Sure, was that you immediately right, right. become that? Um, age. You're, yeah, you're yeah, not you're, some. You're, you're a party goer. You're not an interloper. You know, yes, like if you I go, if I show up right. at the uh, at at the um, frat house for uh, for the animal house toga party, they're like, wait, who brought? Uh, who brought, yeah, what, who's uncle yeah, showed exactly. up here? Uh, how is the Wolf of Wall Street not a one seed? Because that is that was up that, there. That is well. a hot, that is which one though? Uh, you're right. There's a lot. The there's a lot party. of good parties. The pool party is fantastic, but the office party is kind of iconic at this point. It's hard to say iconic for such a new movie, but uh, there was some high debauchery with the midgets and the head shaving and the. I think the Caprio becomes appealing to a lot of frat dudes out there because he, nobody they didn't know he could dance that way. <laughs> the way he does that dance is pretty impressive. Yeah, right? he went for it. Yeah, uh, spaghetti. Were there any other ones that uh, were of note that Speaking we? Speaking of DiCaprio, there was Gatsby. Was sure. on, was oh, one Gat- up there. Oh, here's here's yeah, one of the best. Yeah, that'd be a great part. One of the best ones is um, back to school in the renovated dorm room. Right. That he, he, that, uh, um, he knocks out that. Uh, what's his name in the movie? Uh, Dangerfield. Yeah, but uh, I've not seen that movie. You've never seen No, I was too young when it came out. I wasn't allowed to see it because it was rated R, and then you know, just kind of never caught up to it. It's probably Does three quarters. Does it hold up? No. It, oh. I mean, it wasn't good at the time. Oh. But it, it has like three quarters um, unintentionally funny jokes in it. Right. And then there are a couple like Rodney's funny and Burt Young's in it. Um, Pauly. Pauly, of course. Um, Pauly, by the way, he uh, talk about uh, a trajectory for one character over mm. the course of several movies. Talk about um, – uh, he starts out when we meet him. He's like he's like he's the funny guy by really by Rocky too. He's this wise yeah, kind of guy. Yeah, he's, and by he's three, he's just straight up comic relief yep. with a robot. And that, or no, that's four is the robot. But yeah, you're right. But that point, he's just he's there for jokes. Ah, Polly, he's so silly. Love but when we meet him, he's he's smacking his sister yeah. around, knocking Thanksgiving yeah. turkey out of her hand, literally, and calling her a dummy. He's a bigger antagonist in Rocky One than uh, Club than uh, Apollo Creed. Definitely. Yeah. Yes, but he's he's uh, restored. Also, I like in Rocky Three. I noticed recently that um, <laughs> upon repeated viewing, that's right. Sure, in Rocky Three, when um, when Mickey is scouting Clubber Lang, mm-hmm. and you know Rocky's living the high life. Meantime, Clubber Lang's paying his dues. Yeah. He's taking a fight apparently every other night or thereabouts. At, at one of them, they cut to uh, Burgess Meredith slash Mickey in the crowd watching it, scared. Like, you know, he 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 has seen grim yeah. death right in front. He's looking at it, personified. Right. But he also has a date with him. <laughs> he brought a date to the fight. That's right. I forgot about that. Wow. <laughs> it's great. It's a woman who is definitely 30 years younger than he is. He's a complicated fella. Yeah, who knew? Uh, Mickey. Mickey. Um, all right. So your favorite movie is? Any, any other? Any other? Uh, I want to I want to hear a few more um, interesting selections for party. Here's the thing about the party. Be a good list for you. In, uh, you, you and to we do did top five office parties and uh, Wolf of Wall Street was my number one. Here's what I want out of a party in my criteria. Um, 
I, I love the Gatsby selection. I love the Wall Street selection because um, they're thrown by rich people, and thus they are going to be awesome parties, whether you're the lowest, the last invitee, you know, the D-list, you just got the invite the day before because they had room, or whether you're, if you're at the Animal House party, iconic, funny, yes, all those things, uh, you could, you're, you're in a stinky frat house, you know, unless you're one of the, unless you're one of the guys, you know, who's hooking up with your, you know, uh, there was debauchery afoot. There was. But you're not a hanger on. You're, you're, I, you're not the lead character. You're not Bluto, but you know. Yeah, you're not okay. Bluto, but you're also not a, a pledge. I the, say what you want out of the party is thrown by a, a rich person. Well, what that, about the risky business party? Oh, at the house? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, good, good. There, good. there are like three dozen ladies of the night. True, that's around. right. There's prostitutes. The Titanic. I mean, their fate is known, but the party before <laughs> the iceberg. Here's the problem with the Titanic party. <laughs> oh wait, <laughs> spoiler. Alert. I was gonna say it's a big spoiler. Never mind. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I'll say this about the uh, the new edition Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. They have better parties than what we saw in the original. Uh, batch of pictures now. They're always visiting these casinos. Oh, that's and high right. Joints I wanted so like much more of the casino out. scene in the last movie. I wanted so much more of that. All right, let's get into that. Um, Solo, so you've seen? You have so much to talk about. I've seen Solo. Have you seen Solo? I have seen it. Okay. I let, I'll let. i cut to the chase, in fact. Let me give you my list, and you'll find out where Solo lands in the all-time okay. history. Are we going bottom to the top? No, I'm going to no, start right. with number one, your greatest Star Wars movie of all time, Empire Strikes okay. Back. That's right. That's right. That's a good book? choice. Yeah, that would be my choice. The only one that uh, challenges it is Star Wars. As I've said before, I'll say again now, I'm uncomfortable calling it a new hope. Mm-hmm. I am not a newcomer to the movie. When I went to see it, it was called Star Wars. Ergo, it remains uh, Star Wars in my book. His mom called Clay. I'm a calm Clay. Right. I mean, what, what, I'm gonna, I have to, I have to uh, accommodate that. I don't want to. So Star Wars 2. Mm-hmm. And again, it's the same logic that applies to uh, to Lord of the Rings. It should have been. It should have been ridiculous. Three minutes in yes. the movie. Wait, hundreds of extras, grown-ups dressed in yeah. goofy outfits with robots running around and lasers shooting off here and there, Just, and yet you're you're immediately fully right. engaged in this bizarre world. Simply convincing everyone to, to sp- suspend their disbelief just enough to, for that movie to work, just as a premise, is an incredible comment. Nah, 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 nah. Like, wait, they're monsters and guys running around and dumb things. Right. Like, uh, like wait, 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 tell me more about this ring. Yeah. You know, that's it's yeah. the same thing. So, okay, that's uh, that's. And my first two. controversial one, Rogue One, is uh, I love Rogue One. Rogue yeah, One's Rogue dynamite. One's I don't understand even when people try to explain to me it's why they don't like it. I, th- their explanations fall flat. It has something to do with I don't like the female lead. Like that's the kind. I just I'm, I'm I just don't like her as an actor. I, I guess, but that's like saying that's a bad dish. That's a bad restaurant because I don't like sushi. It's like all right, well yeah, if you don't like sushi, that's on you. But it's obviously objectively a great restaurant. Return of the Jedi. I would make the argument that Return of the Jedi is actually somewhat underrated, and the Ewoks thing, you know, hurts it a little bit for obvious reasons, but uh, far more accomplished technically than any of the other three original movies. Hmm. And I love the final. I love the three-way fight at the end. I love the Endor battle mixed with the outer space battle, mixed with the Emperor versus uh, Luke and Vader battle. I, I love that the way that was handled. It was. It was. A well-directed movie, I thought. I agree with. Well, I, think uh, I agree with your place. I agree with a lot of that. The I, I mean, and this it's funny that I always felt this in in my soul. My favorite movie character of all time is Han Solo mm. or Han. We learned <laughs> I like also that that uh, we get that explanation of why he's Han versus mm. Han um, in uh, in the new one. But uh, I like that. But I always felt deep down Solo needed to get killed there. You know, if if he oh, dies, the Jedi? yeah, if he oh. dies on the Endor moon, that movie has a different gravity to it altogether. You're right about that. Boy, at that, that point, been... they, at that point, there were two. You know, it was he was too precious to the to the franchise. I mean, to to the story, I guess you'd say to the arc. I also the the most up. overrated death that I can think of is Boba Fett dying. Mm-hmm. First of all, it was there was no dignity in it. He's a great warrior, and he and he ends up uh, somebody pokes him accidentally in his jetpack, and he falls into mm-hmm. the into the beast that's going to slowly digest. 
you de- digest them over a thousand years, except for the fact that human beings die out in in like forty eight hours. And I'm sure if you're getting smothered yeah. in the intestines of some, they'll starve to death at the very. You die in, in, inside of a couple hours. Who got you're going to be slowly digested over a thousand hours? So what? I'm I'm dead. I've been dead uh, for uh, 999 unless day uh, years and uh, three hundred and sixty four days and twenty two hours. Unless unless what if the Sarlacc operates kind of like the alien and aliens you alive. and cocoons him, you know what I mean? And, uh. and therefore he is he is in a state of, uh, of a life. I know what you're saying. That said, I'm going to throw this out there. And actually, I haven't ever heard this before. And I'm sure it's, there's so much that's been thought about and written about Star Wars. I cannot be the first person to think about this. But I'll pose this to you. What if Boba Fett didn't die? Boba Fett was fully equipped. He had blasters. He had rockets. What if he got out of there? What if he, got, what if he shows up in one of the later movies? What what would be my response? I would be over the Endor moon. That's not. It's possible. We don't know the Boba Fett died. We know he was he was much like Han Solo escaped from the monster in Empire Strikes Back with the Millennium Falcon. Maybe Boba Fett escaped from the Sarlacc. I like Maybe he blasted it. His blasted way out. I like where your bald head's at on this one. There, Emma VP. I've never asked you. I don't think. Are you uh, a fan of the Star Wars pictures? I am. Are you? Yeah. Is, is you my know Boba all? You get all these references? I did, Is yeah. my Boba Fett theory plausible? I think it's cool. I was a stormtrooper for Halloween like six years in a row as a child. So. Nice. Big fan. <laughs> I was going to say, in your 20s. Yeah, both, last year. <laughs> both Amy and Debbie were, um, uh, my sisters were uh, Princess Leia with the funny hair thing. Yeah. I was Darth Vader that year. Well, we were a little different. I oh, went with the stormtrooper. Why, Spaghetti, are you high-fiving with uh, another producer, Erica Tamposi, back there behind the glass? You made a funny joke at the expense of MVP? Correct. We just like making fun of them when we can. When the opportunity presents itself. We like and to, what was the well, – let us in. Bald and I like the That laugh. was kind of like she could have just been Princess Lance that she chose a stormtrooper. <laughs> it's kind of funny. You wouldn't know it by the things we say, but we like to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you this. I gave a lit a moment's pause. So Return of the Jedi number four. At number five, I really thought about putting Solo at number four, but I'm putting Solo no. at number five. Really? What do you mean really? Well, okay. Now I got th- what would possibly go ahead say, of it. Now I got to think about it because then I'll go with here's here's another one for you. I'm gonna go. I know people are gonna go crazy about that. To me, they're pretty much they're approximately the same quality, uh-huh. which is to say mediocre to, uh, okay, it's pretty good. The two newer ones? Return of the Jedi and uh, Last Jedi. Neither one is gay. Return of the Jedi? I'm sorry. Oh. Last Last Jedi Jedi and and uh, Force Awakens. Force Awakens. They're both fine. I thought the, the, I I would give Jedi the edge for Force Awakens, but you're right. Both of those are slightly above average. Also, I like the, visually, I I love seeing the Millennium Falcon, and that's what uh, that's what Abrams brought to that first one. It was exciting to see things that we were familiar <laughs> yes. with in new uh, locations. Excuse me, locations. The Falcon <coughs> flying low to the ground like that through the desert and flying through the ex uh, right. the the old uh, Imperial uh, you know cruiser and all yeah, that. Yeah. You know the, the the down one with the with the um, Tie fighters fight right. chasing him and everything. That was that was neat. That's the high point to me. And also, I liked. I kind of like Kylo Ren um, as we meet him, and then as it wears on, he becomes another, a petulant teenager, and I don't care. I would have liked to have not had Kylo Ren unmasked for that first movie. Yeah. I'd like to have kept him a little shroud, a little bit shrouded. They revealed that too quickly. Yeah, that's a that's a fair point there. So you didn't but like you, no, so, no, anyway, no, I like Solo I, a lot. I, I like Solo a little bit less than you, but I agree with your placement. It's better than those other two movies, and it's a it's, it's a sight better than uh, the, the 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 prequels. I don't know what those are. I'm not familiar. <laughs> well, good. I, I, I shouldn't mention it were those again. Those are the cartoons? Or yeah, something? yeah. It was a spinoff. It, not a lot of people saw it. Um, yeah, I think that uh, that Solo was great. I loved uh, I loved the new characters. The thing that Rogue One and, uh, and Solo had in common, maybe the most charismatic character or new character, at least, is a robot. L three in yeah. this one. I liked her too. I like. I, I, I had people tweet me and say it's a silly subplot. But I thought. I thought. What else are you going to do with the robot? I thought they did a good thing with uh, with the. Um, I think it was Alan Tudyk who voiced the robot in the in the Rogue One. Was it Rogue One? Is that right? I'm almost positive. Great. And I like. He was kind of a snarky. Uh, yeah, you know, he was I awesome. Liked, I liked him too. I well, thought he was. You gotta I do thought, something with them, damn robots. Yeah, I thought he was. Uh, he was dynamite in it. Um, and and yeah, I I thought that is not a small thing to pull off is being 
charming and, you know, having, a, you know, pulling off smart alecky right. cracks and everything else. I thought this guy, whatever his name is, who played solo, did it pretty well. What is his name? Uh, Alden Ehrenreich. It's too much name. Too much name. She should have changed that name. I don't care for that. Um, And I liked uh, Cal Rizian. All right, so uh, let's get into it now. Let's get to the uh, big event. So I'm I'm pleased you agree with my ranking there. MVP, I'm interested, if you're a Star Wars enthusiast, how you see my list there. I like your list. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think Rogue One should definitely be up there with the first two that you you listed. I might switch Star Wars and Rogue One. Oh, sorry. Sorry about that. I might switch Star Wars and Rogue One, but that's, that's that's a good listing right there. Wow, that high on Rogue One. Well, I the love thing that also that Solo and Rogue One have in common is is that they visually are grittier, uh-huh. more more in common with the first Star Wars than any than the the these other two. And I know you can cite Luke in on that uh, in that remote island and everything, but these had a had a had a gritty vibe to them. The way they're lit right. and everything else. Yep. The, the, these two newer ones. The Solo one was dark. It was literally a dark movie. Like it wasn't lit super well. I think that was part of the whole, the vision, but it was a it was a dim movie. And I liked, um, and I liked what's her name too, uh, Mother of Dragons. Oh, from uh, yeah, Khaleesi from uh, Khaleesi. Game of yeah, Thrones. I thought she was good. What's her name? I wrote it down. Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark. That's the one. I don't watch Game of Thrones, so I don't know. But I, she was good. Um, we could get into the spoiler alert level <laughs> stuff. There is it too early, Spaghetti? Where are we on spoiler alert? I mean, it's two weeks past it. Uh, I think people still are getting around to it. I guess for and it's still it's considered a flop, but. I, I was happy that uh, to see that uh, that face come back at the end. Oh, at yeah. the end, unbelievable. Yeah, that was a nice. That, that was another one. Yes, that was a that was a character in the universe who who went a little too quickly. Get better, more impact on screen time than uh, than went two ways. Uh, went went two directions. That's right. A little too early. There's an explanation <laughs> for you know that. what I'm saying. I wonder yeah, which director would thought to bring that back because the the movie went through two different uh, Ron Howard. And uh, I can brothers. answer that. Um, he came. This character we're talking about came back in two of the interstitial anime. That was Star Wars Rebels right. and then whatever, Clone Wars or whatever. Yeah. So I think it was p- part of the universe that he is back. Uh, it wasn't decided for this film. Correct. Gotcha, okay. Right. It does not – when you first, well, I didn't know that, and so I, I did I not – I only learned that upon my, my research. Right, and I did not love it. In the moment, I, I thought, wait a second, what? That makes Han Solo like my, the first thing I thought. It makes Han Solo seventy nine years old in when we meet him in Star Wars. The chronology would have if Doesn't that guy it, is alive. But now there's an explanation that in fact he wasn't dead when we thought he was right. dead. Well, I thought it also because isn't it going on during Episode Three? That isn't it just like not. It's not linear. It's the first one that's just like on like a like underneath as the time's going on. Like doesn't it take place during Episode Three? Or am I wrong? The, yes. the solo film. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Oh, it's concurrent. Yeah. No, I thought it was afterwards. No, it, it might it be. Fall uh, line, but... It's either it's either during uh, episode three or yeah. it's right after. Oh, I think yeah. it's, right. it might be right between, after episode. Three. I think yeah. it's right after because it is because Chewbacca, uh, the planet had been at the end of episode three. That planet is taken over by stormtroopers essentially, and they kill a bunch of Wookies. I think Chewbacca escaped. I like and that's where I we, also that's where like we, find that we get to see how. But it's immediately uh, after Solo and Chewbacca come to know each other. Yeah. I didn't care, though. They could have done a little better work uh, about why Solo happens to speak Wookiee. Mm. They didn't really, hey, picked it up. <laughs> Seems like a weird thing to pick up Indeed. when no one that we have ever met in any other walk on any planet in this universe speaks Wookiee, except for this guy, yep. Solo. But anyway. But everyone seems to understand it, anyway. <laughs> That's flawless. Emma VP, I want to hear your Wookiee. Nope. Come on, do a Wookiee. Do that or R2-D2 or C-3PO. You choose. Well, no fun. I was going to say. Um, all right, let's get to it then. Our actor redundancies. It's time. Paul Bryan has a new batch of them here. These are things that the same actor has done in more than one movie. Right. It's weird. It. We got to come up with a map. I mean, we have the. I have you know. Listen, listen, less from times we've done this. We got to compile the master. Have you saved them though? Oh, Do you yeah, have them all course. saved up. Dave, I save everything. This is the greatest. This yeah. is a book. This is the, the, Let's put out a book. Let's of do these. a picture book because the, the stills. That's what make when you see. It's like like one of my favorites. You mentioned some of your favorites. One of my favorites was a little bit of a deeper pull. But you know the actor Michael Ironsides, ball head. You know, very very gruff actor. Uh, he played a guy who in three movies an a, a character who has lost one or more of his arms. In Starship Troopers, he has a mechanical arm. Right. In uh, Total Recall, right. he loses both of his arms. And in The Machinist, he loses his arm. Weird. Three times. See? 
That's that's the, the that's the greatness. I got some. I got some new. Go ahead, Lamont. Right, here we go. Go ahead. Let's... Arnold Schwarzenegger. You'll remember this. Tracks a killer into the back hallways of a shopping mall in two movies: Terminator Two and Kindergarten Cop. That's the great test: is can I name the movie? Ah, uh, okay. That they well, did well, that in, but yeah, you're right. Wonder what's uh, advantageous shooting wise. It must be. Hey, we don't have to close the yeah, whole exactly. wall down to do <laughs> yeah. this, but we yeah. can still use hire the a bunch ball. of extras to get shot and lie around all day. Yeah, yeah. Good uh, Morgan Freeman plays the. Pre- this is from a Twitter user named Phil Scott. Morgan Freeman plays the president of a destroyed White House. In two movies. I was going to say, he. it seems like he's the go-to to play the president all the time. Yep. He has to have done that in more than two movies. I well, he's the president where the White House gets where destroyed. Where it's destroyed in two pictures. Olympus has fallen in deep impact. Good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Will Ferrell gets drugged and starts moaning incoherently at a kid's birthday celebration. Of course, in old school. The right. in old school. And also Daddy's Home at the basketball game. They're there for the kid's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Daddy's Home, have you seen Daddy's Home? Never. Yeah, there's some good laughs. I would not call it a classic comedy by any stretch of the imagination, but it stars Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg plays a man with a huge penis in two movies, Daddy's Home and, of course, Boogie Nights. Wow. Yeah. That's a good – wonder why – And one's played for comedy. Is that like Emma VP thinks I would be cast as the jerky friend? Like, is there something about Mark Wahlberg that's like, yeah, people will believe this. <laughs> People believe that about him. He has this weird confidence about him. It must come from his his, uh, genital area. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of Mark Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg plays a young man from Torrance in Boogie Nights and also Three Kings. Because at one point, remember he's he's in he's being tortured and he gets a hold of the phone and things all hell, hell breaks loose. He's like, put me in touch. He calls like the operator. Come in touch with uh, blah, blah blah. You know Martha Wahlberg in Torrance, California, and it's his wife. Bizarre. Yeah. Why Torrance? A little town out here in Southern California. Uh, have you seen Ready Player One? I have. Okay, Ty Sheridan, the star of Ready Player One, plays a character in Ready Player One who spends a significant portion of the film wearing goggles, right? Goggles, uh, device over his eyes, just like his character Cyclops in X-Men Apocalypse. Whoa, he's Cyclops. He's Cyclops. He's young Cyclops, of course, wearing the goggles, the nice. device. Yeah, that's right. Speaking of Ready Player One, Dave, Mark Rylance plays a larger-than-life, mystical, entirely CGI character in Ready Player One. He's the sort of wizard character. And also, he's the star of the BFG, the big giant, the big friendly giant. No way! Yeah, he's a CGI That was a weird movie, as a side note. It was above average, but not great. No, it was good for it like the first half, and then it gets really yeah. like, wait, why are they me- meeting with the queen now? What it should have, you know what, it should have been a short... Um, a short for a Pixar movie. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I say that could have gone up Gangbusters twenty. There's so many movies that because they feel obliged to count as a feature, extend to the eighty minute mark to the ninety minute mark. But some stories just don't require that much uh, telling. The best example of that in my book is uh, being John Malkovich. Mm. It's a, it's fascinating. It's an awesome mm. premise for for a movie. They probably should end at the 50-minute yeah, it, it mark. Does, like, well, it, I don't need this tacked-on nonsense to resolve. It does tread water for what do I need? What do I need the resolution of this? It's fascinating. That's it. End the movie. Two movies I love. Let's see if you can name either one of them. Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt plays a woman who lives in a remote house in the country and defends her children with a shotgun in two movies set in the near future. Near future? I know the one is the, I, I saw, a Quiet Place. Yeah, Quiet Place is one. Um, by the way, I do that... Uh, to the chagrin of uh, of my significant other, I, I've taken lately to just went like, oh, wait a second. Oh, the kids, the nannies here. Oh, the na- I've got to go there, but I have a two-hour window. I'm going to go see a movie right, right now. And then, I, and then I announce it after the fact. <laughs> hey, guess what I did today? What? I saw A Quiet Place. What? What do you think of that move, Emma VP? Come on. We have children. We're never going to have we're never, we're never, no time to yeah. be going see There's movies. There's no date nights anymore. Good for you. Thanks. There you go. A little validation. So what's the other movie? A Quiet Place? I'm going to guess Girl Next Door or whatever it's called. Girl on a Train? Looper. She's out, in the, oh. she's, out in the, she's out in the remote house in the country with a shotgun defending her child against anyone who's going to come by, set in the near future. Looper's a gem. I, that was my favorite movie that year. I really? love that movie. Yeah, it's strong. Yeah, very good. Philip Seymour Hoffman plays a gambler who plays craps at a casino and then loses a large sum of money when he craps out in Heart Eight and Owning Mahoney. You ever see Owning Mahoney? I don't know. Depressing movie about gambling addiction. Yeah. The Cooler is a great uh, gambling picture as well. That's a really good one. In two sequels, Keanu Reeves. Hard Eight is also a a really good movie. Yeah, it is. Yeah. uh, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's debut movie. Yep. Yep. 
That's another one uh, that was on an old list. Maybe the first time I did the redundancies. Uh, Philip Baker Hall, the star of uh, Hard Eight, plays a man in Hard Eight and also in um, what's the one that we like? Midnight Run, a man uh, named Sydney who lives in Las Vegas. <laughs> Sydney! How many Sydneys are there in the world? He's originally from Torrance. <laughs> How did you know that? You're reading my, my notes? In two sequels, Keanu Reeves meets an older mentor at a park bench in a, sur- a city slash urban slash all cement park where his life is then threatened by a large group of attackers. And of course, The Matrix Reloaded, all the Agent Smiths, and also John Wick 2. <laughs> that was a great scene at the end of John Wick 2 when he's like, hey, uh, do you remember John Wick 2? I, I'll be honest, the, uh, John Wick 2, I, I watched like the... F- 10 minutes i was like it's it's just gonna be 90 more minutes it's just like <laughs> endless <laughs> scenes depicting just mass death i'm glad to hear you say i'm not that above it i'm not i'm not i'm not morally above it she's like all right i mean how many more scenes of this do i need to see i think that was your friend bill simmons's pick for the best movie of the year john wick 2 <laughs> and as much as i enjoyed john wick and thus enjoyed john wick 2 for what it was it was a lot of like okay I don't like when I mean, people. It's, I, I, it's like I like to eat ice cream until I get sick. But this is just. Have you know, we talked about cream. if if you had a fight of all the humans and no guns were allowed, but other weaponry is allowed, just nothing that you can shoot from right. a distance. A bow and arrow also not allowed. Like you would have to be holding hand to hand combat. Hand to hand. I say, who do you think would win that fight? So we're of we're, human beings. And, but, but, and again, we're and you can't be in there, an Iron Man. Yeah, there's outfit. no, there's no Neo in the Matrix kind of stuff. This is this is people who exist in the world. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The yeah Neo would. Right. Be and we're we're assuming that John Wick is just a, a normal human being. He's not a super. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, okay. Uh, my get my off the top of my head, I'm gonna say Jason Bourne because that's he, correct. He is the most adept. Hand to hand, physically. In the Keep real in mind world. too, it's like the Steelers of the seventies. Mm-hmm. They weren't just dominating against a bunch of, uh, you know, it's not the, like the Patriots dominating the AFC East against the Dolphins, mm-hmm. Bills, and Jets in the twenty first century. They're, he's uh, the only people he fights are the greatest fighter killers in the that's, world, that's and he true. beats them all. That's true. He's not beating up on the normal with George a book. Dallas. He yeah. kills the one guy with a book. It's true. The other one is Beatrix Kidda. Yeah, but she's heavily reliant on the on on, on the knives, right? On, on right. the swords. Look, no, you're right. You're giving honest. you the I told you're, right. you you're allowed to have the sword. You're right. You're right. Finally, and this is the one that's gonna. Oh boy, I'm, I was right. excited for this one. In true romance and eight millimeter, which I just saw recently, and it was the one that, that set the. Have you seen eight millimeter? No, not a great film. In true romance and eight millimeter, James Gandolfini gets set on fire and burned alive in both movies. What? And, 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 like, yeah, exactly. It was set on fire and burned alive, both films. The two actors who set him on fire in, in uh, True Romance. You remember the fight scene in True Romance, right? Sure. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Arquette. Patricia Arquette. In 8mm. It's the star, Nick Cage. They were married in real life! No they way! were I love it. It had to have come up. It had to have come up at some point, right? Hey, I said James. You said James Gandolfini on fire. I said James Gandolfini on fire. And now that the the, the answer to that is six feet under. We're never going to find out if that really happened. If that conversation. Well, they, they can still talk about it because they're still alive. Yeah, except they're divorced. You don't know if it was a if it was a no. ended poorly. They might never say about that. No, I never spoke with her. <laughs> They were married for five years. Did Gandolfini say, wait a second, deja vu. (laughs) I haven't been set on fire like that since your wife. You said to me, the only clue you would give me on that was that it involved Gandolfini. And so I assumed, because a lot of people forget that he is in Get Shorty, which is a tremendous picture, Mm -hmm. I think. And he is the heavy, or he's the muscle to... He's uh, heavy in everything he plays. True. Uh, Is... uh, What's it, what, what do they call – I'm trying to think of what the, his name is in that movie. I saw it within the last uh, couple of years. Uh, it's like Bronco or something like in that. In Get Shorty? In Get Shorty. I uh, forget. He is uh, – and now I can't think of the guy who he's with in that movie. The whole D- Dan DeVito? No. Oh, then, uh, is it Dennis Farina? No. The black guy, bald. He was middle-aged. I would guess he was probably 40, 45 when they were making Get Shorty. He was in a ton of movies. Yeah, I can picture him too. He's also yeah. in – 
Uh, Delroy Lindo? Delroy Lindo. Is it Delroy Lindo? It is, right? Delroy yeah. Lindo was a star for about eight years in show business. Great name. Great all, actor's name. Always playing always playing a bad guy. Delroy Lindo. Another bad guy. Where are all the Delroys? You're right. But yeah. weird name for a baby. Weird name for a baby. I, listen, I, I posited that for as fa- – I think I've talked about you with this with you before, but as famous and respected and universally loved as Denzel Washington is, there is a shockingly small to zero number of children, famous young people named Denzel. There should be many, many more famous young Denzels. You know, given that he is an iconic, respected, beloved uh, actor. Public I don't figure. know what this says about uh, the nature of celebrity. Well, first of all, Denzel Perryman – uh, of the Chargers mm-hmm. and uh, formerly of the U sat in this very studio and did confirm that he was named after Denzel Washington. Oh, he wasn't. <laughs> but the other one, the, the, the one that's crazy, though, so based on right. that, although there are some other Denzels around. There was one just drafted, right? Denzel yeah. Ward. Yep, yeah, Denzel but Ward. I, 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 would, I, would, I can't believe I didn't ask him if uh, he was named after Washington. My only, uh, co- my only counter to that, and I, I agree with you, there were, we're seeing some more Denzels, none of these are household names. Outside of the you know, but the name that has really caught on though that is very popular is Shaq, yeah, and it is after right. Shaquille O'Neal. You're absolutely right. All right, I think we've said a great deal, maybe uh, too much. I don't MVP? know if can, I don't know if I can come back. This from is a this. good one. Big fan. I don't think you were. No, I being honest with you, was. I don't know how to be more, more honest. You like this show? Yes. I. You know what's funny? The whole way through, I was thinking, ah, another one. MVP <laughs> hates. I really was thinking <laughs> why? that. Why? Why would you think that? I. Why? I'm, I love everything. Got some I'm really, really positive. <laughs> you know, spaghetti. You are. You're the one who's more. I don't know. There were some things that were interesting, but I don't know overall. No, I I thoroughly enjoyed the show. I just don't interject. You guys are on a roll, so I let you guys yeah, go. It wasn't needed. Yeah. Did you think? Uh, what, what do you think about this show? I thought we did okay. I thought we, we for the first time in my Dave Damashek football program history, we hit everything on this list. We hit See? Every, we hit every topic. I don't know if that's good or bad, but uh, we we spent a lot of time. You want to talk about Clay Helton or anything like that? Why? I don't know. I just thought. Well, is he looking for a job already? Uh, <laughs> you wish, right? No, uh, we'll see. No, no, I don't wish. I, I don't. I don't. I don't dislike people. I, I want nothing more for Clay Helton to go thirteen and zero and win a national championship. Do I think it'll happen? Well, that's a different conversation. A different but conversation. that's the point. I would I like, like for it, it to happen. What What I don't like in sports, and I have no rooting interest. Certainly, mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm. I, I, you know, I, I. I don't root for. I think. Well, I like Golden State, but I, I don't like any of the other teams that mm-hmm. you root for. Um, <laughs> Giants are a very likable team. They got your Andrew McCutcheon on there. He's tearing it up. I, that I definitely don't care. <laughs> uh, I, I choose to not acknowledge that. But what a but um, I don't like it when iconic franchises or schools mm-hmm. have a a jag as a coach have have just a guy as the coach. Okay, Clay Helton. I mean, who, yeah, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Get yeah. John Gruden, and if he says no, go after Sean Payton, and if yeah. he says no, throw money at uh, or I don't know Willie or, McGinnis. Get or, somebody who has some like net. I agree. It with can't you. be. It can't be Clay Helton. Can't be the coach at USC. I agree. Just as just as I who was the coach? Uh, I, I think, can't think of his name. The Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys head coach, the Barry Switzer, late Wade Phillips. No, Barry Switzer was okay. okay. Said that makes sense. It was it was bad. It wasn't good for the Cowboys, but at least it was Barry Switzer, the national oh, champion of yeah, Oklahoma. Yeah. No, the old offensive line or oh, Dave Campo, the defensive okay. line. Yeah. Dave Campo is the coach of America's team. I agree. As a as a big USC fan, I want to see either the names you mentioned, like someone like that, or go the other direction. Just get the hot up and comer and give him a chance. And if he flames out, hey, we tried. It don't end up with American cheese. You know, don't end up right. Right down the middle, or it's right? Just that, what, you know what? Exactly. USC should uh, USC should have either Chip Kelly, one thing, yep. or they should have Chris Peterson. Yep. What they shouldn't yep. have is some guy named Clay Helton. That's right. You know, I agree. That's I get why, somebody who's got some name value. That's why I was always for for 10, 12 years. I was so no the uh, 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 UCLA and Notre Dame are two number one rivals. Just had terrible coaches for a, a 10, 12 year run, and it pleased me to no end because it was always Ty Willingham or uh, or Carl Durrell. It's like great, knock yourself out. They'll, they'll win one here or there, but knock yourself out. We'll the go Maurice's, five and one for the next six years. Maurice Jones, Drew's coach, Carl Durrell. Um, I'm hey, sure he's thrilled about that. Last thing, are you mad? Do you have any issue as a Golden State fan? Do you have any 
ethical, moral uh, issue embracing Kevin Durant? Oh, no. No, no, no. That, that, you don't begrudge him. Can you I, see why I people can, yes. dislike him naturally? Absolutely. I, absolutely. I could see it. Maybe if I was a huge Lakers fan or Clippers fan or Houston fan, I would feel the same. But I, I think deep down that would be rooted in not jealousy, but but rooted in like, Oh, should have signed. Could have signed with our team. The wor- Oh, I see. Yeah. The worst thing that uh, I what I can't. No, you can't begrudge a player. Fans you can't begrudge a player for taking his best opportunity. I love. I love Ridiculous. when Lakers fans say, or, or or Celtics fans of the '80s float out like, yeah, Magic or Bird would never do that. They would never cheat. They would. How could they, you possibly they, say that? Magic. Magic Johnson was born. Was well, I mean, he was drafted onto on the team that had Kareem, at, right. <laughs> had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar there when he got there, and then the year after Magic, they drafted James Worthy. Yeah, he didn't. He wasn't put the, right. the sports gods didn't put him in a spot where he had to do that. Exactly. Anyway, all right. Listen, Bald Brian, we've uh, we've done a lot. Oh, if you're advocating for a movie, like mm-hmm. let's do it. Uh, let's do it here. Um, uh, let's make a deal style. Three doors. Three doors that can be okay. opened. Are you going to say, go see Infinity War, but behind door number two is Solo? Although, wait, Solo should be one because Solo is one. So Solo behind door number one. Infinity War is behind door number two or the mystery. The oh, mystery. boy. Okay. The Incredibles Part 2. Or if you want to throw out another movie this summer that you'd rather hold out and see, what would you advise the the audience out there that's been late in getting we, to the movie? When you say hold out and see, like wait and see, because my favorite movie so far this year has been A Quiet Place. I loved A Quiet Place. But if that's not on the, it's not, if that's not on the table. That's not a summer movie. Yeah, I know right? what you're saying. So, You think A Quiet Place? I loved it. I thought it was – I thought it was – I thought it was very good. Yeah, I thought it was very well executed. Thinking it through. I'm like, uh, I, I, thought there, I thought there were some inconsistencies. I mean, that if you're going to make a movie, you know my rule about this. But please refresh my memory. Groundhog Day is great. <sighs> it is. And Terminator 2 is great. Mm-hmm. Because if you lay out some high concept, then you better abide by it. Yeah, rules, I don't like vampire rules. movies. When they do this bit in vampire movies where they, where they pick and choose which mm-hmm. – Things are 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 empty myth right. and which are actually true. Like, oh, that thing about the mirror—that's not true. Right. Like, you don't, as the movie maker, get to to take the mythology that suits your purposes yep. and throw the arrested exactly. down the. The, the rules of the world are rules for. That's right. right, exactly. And I don't like it. But Groundhog Day is great because, given the high concept laid out, they cover everything you would do if you had if you were stuck in Bill Murray's shoes. He does everything that you that yep. you would come up right. with. Uh, come up with, cold. oh, you know what they should have done, though, really? If you were living the same day over, this is what you would really do. They do all yep. of that. They do it all. And Terminator 2 is airtight, at least through 1 and 2 of Terminator, because there is no gap in that There's space no, like, travel well, logic. Just, yeah, right. it, it, it makes perfect sense. I like, agree. oh, you couldn't do that. You work with uh, with uh, Michael Bean's uh, son. Oh boy, do I ever! I never stop reminding him. I think he knows that Michael Bean's his dad, but I bring it up a lot. I asked. Well, I talked to him when I was in on Corolla once on uh, on a good sports segment. Uh, Kalen is his name. I asked him, "Is it weird to watch the Terminator mm-hmm. for you because you're basically watching how your father likes to make his love?" That's right. On Linda Hamill. What did he say? He said it was. Oh, really? Kalen doesn't seem bothered by too much, but I can imagine how that would bother you. Yeah. Yeah. That's see that. I can imagine doing that. that. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the doors, um, I liked Deadpool 2 more than those other two movies. Oh, really? I, I haven't did. seen that one it's, yet. It's quite excellent. But it's more of the same, but in this case, that's a good thing. Deadpool is fantastic. And I have Deadpool a couple hours here before I get home. I might oh. see that one and announce it once I get home. Hey, guess what I just did? I might roll the dice on roll number three only because I think both those movies are about B to a B plus, and I'm I'm hoping for an A plus. But in, you know, Infinity War in my book, little I don't need all the space. If I'm in, if I'm superhero in it, if I you know, it's like fruit and the rest of my food. I like fruit mm-hmm. and I like other foods. I just don't like them together. Same thing. If I'm going to see Star Wars, I suspect there's going to be some time spent out in space. I don't need my superheroes out there. I like them on the planet Earth doing their business. Now you're talking. You know? I like that. I don't like the mystical jazz. Well, it's like it's like the Wait rules. a minute. Red Skull's living on some random planet now? What? What It's happened? like the rules of the world. Like you said, it's less impressive to see somebody do something incredible out in outer space where we can't, you know, there's no there's no frame of reference versus doing it in Manhattan. You know, it's like And superheroes, once you mortar. start getting into that stuff that transcends human ability, uh-huh. Superman, and then once you get out into space... Mm-hmm. The, the movie makers almost always have a very hard time being consistent 
with what those powers look like. Okay. Wait a minute. I, 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 you, I, I can fly through. You can throw me through seven yep. uh, skyscrapers, but I just like gather myself and come back at you. But then if you hit me in the face, it's, I'm gonna be like, yeah. whoa, that hurt. I'm woozy. Whoa, you almost knocked me out. <laughs> that hurt wasn't bad as that. You're Superman. How did you get hurt? I thought you can't get hurt. The entire point of the movie is that you can't be hurt, but now you're hurt. What happened? I don't get it. And it's hard to tell how, what takes this toll on you. Like, was the seventh building the one that made you a little woozy, or are you, are you fresh as a daisy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's too much. You know. And, and by the way, by the, the powers that we've now seen in this guy, in Thanos, like you, yeah, where do you go from real, here? For real, you would never defeat him. Yeah, where do you go from here? There's nowhere. There There's is no, no more movies to make. Oh, here's one last question for you, Bald okay. Brian. That's and great. actually, uh, did you see Infinity War MOVP? I did not, no. Uh, Spaghetti did. Here's here's Perfect. here's a mind bender for you guys. Was Thanos when he snaps his fingers to eliminate half the universe's population, was he susceptible to that? Could he have theoretically vanished with half the universe's population? See, now we're getting into a very timely like can the president pardon himself kind of. Uh-huh. You know, that's why I brought it up. That's right. It's real circular logic. Yes, he was susceptible, but given that he has ultimate power, he could very easily unsnap himself, is what I say. But yeah. he was killed, so point is moot. Oh, so if he... He so was stabbed he, through with the Thor's whatever, wasn't he? Did he actually die? When he was, know. like, crunched down, like, when he was at the end, when he was, like, laying down, yeah. looked weak. I think they wanted to make him sympathetic, too, because, like, he apparently, like, he had a sacrifice someone he cared about, and they want to make him, like, kind of the anti-hero, villain, weird mix. Oh, you know what, though? One thing that is funny about that is is that they did, uh, to the point, like, I don't like inconsistent powers. Obviously, what's his name? Uh, what's his name with the arrows? Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Who disappeared completely from yes. the franchise. Savvy move, movie makers. <laughs> Hawkeye has no business in that one. Yeah. You know? that, like, that was a real charity oh, you're, case. Oh, you're a, good, uh, you're a good high school basketball player? That doesn't mean that you, yeah. that you can hang with uh, with the Golden State Warriors. He's the Austin Rivers of the, right. of the <laughs> Avengers. <laughs> I settled down. Yeah. Oh. Well, uh, hey, Iron Man, Captain America. How come no call, man? We're, we're doing you a favor. You're going to get embarrassed. We, uh, You'll be dead inside of four seconds. <laughs> on the film vault years ago. We I like Black Widow beating up uh, – alien beings still like, well, come on she's like a a good she's a spy she has no power she's she, a spy she's an excellent hand-to-hand yeah, combat. there's a lady who knows kung fu she could fight jason with Bourne. A, that's it <laughs> on the film vault years ago we did top five uh, sympathetic villains and it's been a few years so there may have been some in the meantime by number one at the time general hummel from the rock ed harris Mm, a bad guy, uh, no, no doubt, but uh, had noble intentions, had no intention of actually hurting anybody, and uh, was betrayed by his own men. Didn't you kind of just describe the same character he plays in Die Hard 2? Ed Harris is in Die Hard 2? Isn't he? No. There's the dad from uh, There's the dad from Good Times. Yeah. And who's the other bad guy? Oh, that's William Sadler. Bill oh, yeah, Sadler. William From uh, Shawshank. You're right. You're yeah. Right. I just watched that movie again, like, literally a week ago. It was on HBO. It's one of those, you know, flip it on, do other things. But uh, fun rewatch, yeah. directed by Rennie Harlan. All right, we'll leave it there. All right, uh, MOVP, you maintain that you like this show, or did we go on for eight minutes too long now? No, I liked it. It was really good. <laughs> Guest above. <laughs> <laughs> All right, make sure you check out Bald Brian, Gina Grad, and uh, Adam Carolla on the Adam Carolla Show. And uh, when you do, you'll hear your pal Dave Damashek there too. That's right. Speaking of that, Make sure you check out uh, the two Daves, uh, Damashek and Feeney. Daves of Thunderback, go find it on Apple Podcasts as well. Lots of good stuff coming for you here on uh, the NFL. Check it all out, nfl.com. Slash DDFP is how you do it. I really do say it, immodest or otherwise. Hey, Dave. Gangbuster shows throughout since February. Thanks. (laughs) I know, Brian. (laughs) I know. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.